All right. Well, we're excited tonight because tonight we get to talk about the Holy Spirit. Ooh, what was that? All of a sudden it got loud. The Holy Spirit. There you go. Talking a spooky voice for you. First of all, the Holy Spirit's not spooky. Okay, and the Holy Spirit's not an it. It's the third person of the Trinity, fully God, just as much God as God the Father and just as much God as God the, God the Son, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the earnest deposit that they left on the earth, proof that Jesus is coming back for us. Amen? He left him here. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And when he left the Holy Spirit, it literally says he's the earnest deposit. Now, sometimes if you've ever bought anything like a, a big something, like a house or something, that usually requires an earnest money or earnest deposit. And that earnest deposit ensures the person who's selling it that you're not just going to forget about them and walk away because you put up some money. You put your money where your mouth is, right? So you put that up there and then that that's the motivation for you to complete the deal. And he literally says that the Holy Spirit is the earnest deposit. And so the Holy Spirit is, is like the evidence or proof that he's coming back for us. He's not going to just leave us here and just go on his merry way and forget about us. He's coming back for us, and he's given us the Holy Spirit. Now, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit can turn you into another man. And remember last week I had that rubber chicken? The Holy Ghost took the chicken out of Peter, right? And one week he's, he's denying that he even knows Jesus, and the next week after the Holy Spirit comes on him, he starts preaching very powerfully, and 3,000 people come to know Jesus and they get saved. See, the Holy Spirit makes all the difference in the world in your life. It literally turns you into a different person, a, a better version of yourself, if you want to say it that way. And um, that's, that's my experience. I know when I, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1985, I became a completely different, per, like a, almost like a completely different person. Um, people would see me, they'd see me uh, three, four years later, five years later, and they'd say, who are you and what have you done with that other guy? We like the new guy better, but what happened to the old guy? And I always just tell him, well, we buried him in the waters of baptism and uh, he ain't coming back because we buried him. My old man was crucified with Christ, right? And we buried him in the waters of baptism. So tonight, uh, Pastor Merle's up here with me and, and uh, he's going to share some and I'm going to share some. We're just going to go back and forth as uh, kind of tag team and hopefully not step on each other's toes too much, right? We've known each other for a long time. So even if we step on each other's toes, he'll forgive me and I'll forgive him and it will be good. So that's where we're going tonight. So we're excited about the Holy Spirit tonight and what it means in our lives. And, and the Holy Spirit made all the difference in Pastor Merle's life, made all the difference in my life. It, it's what brings the, the, the Word of God to life. The, the Spirit quickens the Word of God in us. And it, it leads us, the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. He, he leads us into all truth. He leads us to the Father. He always points us to the Father. So we're just excited about that. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Merle, and he's going to share for a little while. Amen. Thanks, Vern. You know, I'd say that the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a major piece of the puzzle that makes a whole lot of other pieces fit together. 
Um, you know, I can say I was filled in the Spirit in 1974, and it says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, and it hasn't stopped yet. So that's a, that's a little while. That's a few years. He, you know, in Acts, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And uh, the reason that he is, it, power becomes on you, it says, so that you can be my witnesses. The, the deal is, is God wants to use us to glorify him, to touch people's lives, to be his witness. And you need the Holy Spirit to do that. You know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. That's a good reason. I need all the strength I can get. We all do. Uh, in Jude 1, 20, he says, build up the foundation of your faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there's so many verses it says, you edify yourself by praying in the Spirit. And um, Paul even goes as far as to say, he says, I speak in tongues more than you all, and I wish you all spoke in tongues. That's a pretty good uh, message from uh, Paul. Um, you know, and when the day of Pentecost, it's amazing. It says, everybody there was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's pretty impressive. You know, everyone there was filled and they were all amazed, and they didn't understand what was going on. In fact, Peter had to even stop and say, wait a minute, these guys are not drunk. It's only the ninth hour. No, they're filled with the Spirit. They're drunk with the Spirit. You know, Peter, he goes on and saying, as this goes along, I'm just going through a couple verses, and then I'll, what I really want to share. You know, he says, Peter says to these guys, because they're a little bit bewildered as to what's all going on, and he says, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And that's when they said, what do we have to do? Well, that's a pretty good question. He says, repent, believe, be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You be forgiven of your sins. And he says, this promise is to you and to all that are afar off. That's us. You know, um, we're right in line. We're in the right place. Uh, he has the same desire for us as he's always had for everybody. And I think Bernie was saying the other day, you know, when you experience something, you can't deny that. You know, when you're saved and you know that you're saved and you know God and you hear God's voice, it's like being filled with the Spirit. So I would say that Christianity is really a lordship issue. And this is part of it. See, in order to receive the Holy Spirit, it's like salvation. What do you do? You surrender. You yield. You take up your cross. You deny yourself. And that becomes a lifestyle. Every day you yield. Every day you're surrendered. Every day you have a passion. God, use me. God, flow through me. God, help me to hear your voice. And, uh, you know, it says... Um, God elevated him to a place of highest honor. He's speaking of Jesus. It says he humbled himself. He took on the form of a servant. He died the death on the cross. And because of all that, what did God do? He exalted him. He gave him a name that's above every name. See, and that pattern works the same way in our lives. When you humble yourself, when you die, when you surrender, when you yield, when you make yourself completely obedient to whatever God wants to do, you're a candidate for him to use. And that's really 
what this is, this is all about. You know, the purpose of all this is that we're vessels. And, you know, one of my favorite verses is, like, from him and through him and to him are all things. It all comes from God. It's all through us. And it's all to him. Right? That's what it's about. Um, you know, there's so many verses. Like, God has a plan for your life. God has good works for you. God has open doors that he wants to lead you into. God wants you to be a vessel that he uses, that he chooses. And, uh, you know, it's like I used to do a lot of duck hunting. And I had this dog, and we trained him for years. And he'd sit in the boat, and he'd watch. And when you shot the duck, you could count immediately. He was out of the boat, in the water, got the duck, right back. That's the kind of dog you want. That's what God wants us to be. See, I've been with dogs that they puddle around and they can't find the duck, or they get the duck in their mouth and they chew it to pieces before they get back, or lots of stories. See, God wants Bernie, myself, you, to be a vessel that he can speak to with his spirit, that can lead you by your spirit. You can hear his still, small voice, and he can impress you to do things and use you, and it's a blessing to you, and it's a blessing to others. Um, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is really, it's the doorway to the supernatural. It's the doorway to being used by God in people's lives through the gifts of the Spirit, but it's that still, still small voice, and you learn it every day, every day, by walking, by praying, by yielding, by desiring to have God flow through you. You know, it's amazing, you know, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what, what does he do? He chooses to use your tongue which is the most unruly member of all. It says if you can tame this, you can tame the whole thing. It's like the rudder of the ship. You know, only God could come up with this plan. And then what does he do? Oh, he bypasses your mind, which also is a challenge. It's true. Pretty cool. That's God's. That's a great plan. You know, um, I can remember I was so blessed. I was so touched. I was so changed when God finally filled me with the Spirit. My life took a radical turn. And, you know, it says, you know, Paul says, he says, when I pray in the Spirit, my, my mind is unfruitful. You know, sometimes this thing is great. Sometimes the Spirit is much better because the Spirit prays with groanings that can be uttered. The Spirit knows everything. The Spirit bears witness to God. And when you pray in the Spirit... It's amazing how many times after you pray in the Spirit, then will God will put in something in your mind that you never thought of. And it's, it comes from the Holy Spirit. It's like a daily walk with, with God. You begin to hear his voice and those promptings. And, you know, when you're prompted and you do it, it's, it's so fulfilling. Um, Bernie and I were talking before we went out here years ago one night. I'd been ministering to this guy, and he is really going through some stuff. And it was 10 o'clock at night, and I had a tremendous burden for him. And uh, it wouldn't go away. But it was 10 o'clock. I thought, no, it's too late to call him. 
Finally, it was almost midnight, and it was more intense than it was before. I thought, I better call him. I called him. He answered the phone. Sitting at the kitchen table with a revolver. Thank you, Lord. So he was getting ready to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And were you, were you praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, like for that whole time between yeah. 10 and 12? Yeah. And so you feel like God put that, that burden on you, and it was on you to follow up, but you were praying what you didn't know about, but when you acted on it, and you, it got so strong, you actually acted on it, and when you called him, he was sitting there with a loaded revolver ready to kill himself, and he decided not to because you called him. Yeah, I went over and spent some time. And then I went over and night, spent some time with yeah. him that night, yeah. That's powerful. That's a secret weapon is what that is. <clears throat> See, I would encourage every one of you that God is speaking to you often when you don't even realize it. God is ordering your steps. God is leading you by his spirit. God is impressing you. See, and it's a walk with God to begin to learn that still small voice because it's so small sometimes. It's so real. It's so, but when you get a thought, like I would qualify this by saying, The baptism of the Holy Spirit and moving in the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit is there is really no room for pride and there's no room for competition. It's all about God. It's not about me. It's about God and others. And if you keep your heart humble, no pride, your motive is to glorify God and your motive is to be used by God, this is love for God serving others, and flowing in the Spirit. So if, if someone says, well, I want, I, want to, I want to pray in the Spirit or I want to pray in tongues, do, they have to be, do you have to be perfect? Do you have to like, um, what's the qualifications? I'm I wasn't perfect. <laughs> I can tell you I wasn't perfect. <laughs> so you don't have to be perfect. No. But you should repent from known sin and yeah. knock it off if you're messing around, okay, just because it's just the wrong thing to do. But you don't have to be perfect to receive the Holy Spirit because if you had to be perfect, nobody would ever get it, right? Right. So, correct? Right. Exactly. So I just can't say enough, you know, it's real. It's normal. It's not spooky. It's not like, no, it's, it's just so real. It's, it's as real as God is, his love, his forgiveness. See, and, you know, Jesus said, he said, it's better if I go to my Father because I'll send you the Spirit. He sent us the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that he operated by, and that power works through us. And what did Jesus say his whole mission was? To glorify God. He said, I'm here to glorify God. And if that's your heart... Your heart is to glorify God, to bless others, to be a vessel used by him. You are a candidate for being used by God. And it's like, come Holy Spirit, flow through each one of us. Let us make a difference in people's lives. Because, you know, God knows everything. He knows exactly. 
And how many times don't you feel like, I should call so-and-so, or I should do this, or I should do that? I mean, that is the Holy Spirit speaking, guiding, directing, ordering your steps. And that is prompted as you pray in the Spirit. The more you pray in the Spirit. Paul said, I pray more than you all. I pray in the Spirit. He said, I pray in my understanding. I sing in the Spirit. I sing in my understanding. And uh, it's a tremendous, natural, normal. At first, it seems like a little bit, why wow, you're making it up, you know. But after a while, it is so normal. It is so easy. It is so natural. It's like you can pray in the Spirit while you're doing other things. Like, what was your example the other day? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm a math guy, so if you didn't know that, math is like my thing. I like math. I don't like complicated math. I like easy math. But, like, don't talk to me about calculus or anything like that. I took it, but I never liked it. I like just normal math. Um, but you can actually, you can put down um, a row of numbers, and you can have, like, three numbers in a row, and try to carry on a conversation or try to recite the Gettysburg Address or the um, Pledge of Allegiance or whatever while you're adding those numbers. And I guarantee you, you'll find it very difficult to add numbers and recite the Pledge of Allegiance or the Gettysburg Address or carry on a conversation. But you can totally do math while you're praying in tongues. Not a problem. I took the entire, I passed the entire CPA exam while I was praying in tongues the entire time. I think that's why I passed it. It was a 20-hour exam, 20 hours. I sat there over three days for 20 hours, and I prayed in the Spirit. I prayed in tongues the entire time while I was doing very complex um, um, problems and passing this exam. And, see, you can't do that if you're using, if, if you had to pray out of your understanding, you couldn't do that, but you're praying out of your spirit. It says if a man prays in a tongue, if someone prays in a tongue, their, their spirit prays, not their mind, their spirit. Merle, address the, the, uh, the issue of private prayer language and public tongue and interpretation like in 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah, just talk about that if you would, please. I just want to say one thing. You know, I don't know if you can remember the first time you came to a worship service and everybody was raising their hands. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And man, your hands felt like they just had lead on them. Right? Pretty soon, you know, pretty soon, pretty soon, how freeing, how liberating it is to worship God with your hands raised. See, that's what it's like. You know, when Jesus said, don't leave without this, that's a good reason. Don't leave without this because he knew we needed it. So, yes, tongues and tongues and interpretation, there's a very fine line that differentiates. So I would say tongues as your private prayer language is the evidence. It's the manifestation of the Spirit. But then when you get into the nine gifts of the Spirit, one of the gifts of the Spirit is tongues with interpretation. Now, normally, 
You know, in, in 1 Corinthians, it says that he that speaketh in an unknown, spung, spirit, un, unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but, God, but to God, for no man understands him. See, your personal manifestation of the Spirit after you're filled with the Spirit and you speak in tongues is not the tongue that it's talking about as the nine spiritual gifts. The nine spiritual gifts, that tongue is to be interpreted. My private tongue is what we just said. It's to edify. It's to build up. It's to build myself up. And uh, everywhere throughout Acts, it speaks of the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the manifestation or the infilling or as power. You know, it doesn't until it gets over into Corinthians where it begins to speak. And there's a lot of people don't differentiate between the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues, which is for everybody. It's for all of us. He said, I would that you all spoke in tongues. But that is not one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I think it, it's important to look at, if you look at 1 Corinthians 14, um, it talks about, if I, if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, my understanding is, in fruitful, is unfruitful. What is the conclusion? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. See, the, the prayer language, you are the one who controls whether you pray with your prayer language. That's under your control. You decide. It says, I will. He says, I wish that you all would. See, in the gifts of the Spirit are all as the Spirit wills, as the Holy Spirit wills. See, that's, that's one of the very important differentiations between your prayer language and the public gift of tongues and interpretation the public gift of tongues and interpretation is as the Spirit wills, and your prayer language is as you will. You can decide that you're going to pray in, pray in the Spirit anytime. Once you've received it and you've asked Jesus for it, because he's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, not me. Now, you can, have, you can have someone lay hands on you. You can receive it that way, and that, which is the way you receive it. But once you've got it, you decide if you're going to pray and pray in tongues and use your, your prayer language. But with a public manifestation, that's as the Spirit wills. And that's a very important differentiation. That's another dividing line there that for clarification. So, Amen. okay. So as you, as you have said, it's a very important part of our life is praying in the Spirit. And as I said here, what will I say then? I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with understanding. See, it's an I will. It's a decision that you make. And what happens when you, when you decide that you're going to receive this gift? What happens when you say, yes, I yield my most unruly member I yield my tongue. I yield. I decide that I am going to embrace praying in tongues. I'm going to do this. And it's, it's very much understood. Your own mind will go, what the heck, right? I mean, that's what my mind did when I started um, speaking in tongues. My mind's going, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm in charge here. You knock it off. I make the decisions around here. And then, but see, it's your spirit that prays, not your mind. And your mind's used to being in control. 
So when your spirit takes over and starts doing stuff that your mind doesn't understand, a lot of times your mind's going to go, whoa, 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 hey, come on now. This, this needs to stop. This is stupid. Stop it. But the reality is your spirit is what needs to lead you. That's what needs to leave us. It needs to lead us. See, there's many benefits to having your prayer language activated in your life. I'm just going to go through five, five of them real quick. Okay? This is the benefits of why, why every one of us, why all of us, Merle speaks in tongues every day. I speak in tongues every day, and I have for 36 years. For 36 years, every single day, I spend time speaking in tongues in my prayer closet with God. And sometimes he shows me stuff. Sometimes it doesn't seem like anything happens. But you know what? You're always, you're always connecting with God. It's your spirit that's praying. So what is... What's the benefits of praying, praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues? That when we say praying in the Spirit, it's interchangeable with praying in tongues. Okay, that's, So those are there's interchangeable. Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist said, I, will, I baptize you with water, but he who comes after me, that's Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Acts 2.4 says, They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's an... The, your prayer language, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, is an initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's one of the things that you know, hey, I got it. It's here. Now, it's not the only evidence. I, for one, I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit on February 5, 1985 at 11.20 p.m. Okay? Now, I know when it was. I know I was on my sister's couch on Lincoln Avenue in Holland, Michigan. Okay? So nobody can talk me out of that because a man with an experience will always have an advantage over somebody with an opinion. I'll say that again. A man with, or a person with an experience always has, an, has the upper hand when discussing anything with someone with just an opinion. The reality is nobody can tell me the Holy Spirit isn't real because why? Because I've experienced them. Nobody can tell me that speaking in tongues is not for today. Why? Because I've experienced it. Nobody can tell me that God isn't real. Why? Because I've experienced him. I know he's real. I believe he's real, but I know he's real because I've experienced his presence. And I trust you have too. And if you haven't, you could tonight. See, that. so it's, it's evidence. It's the initial evidence. The other thing, another reason, Merle touched on this, praying in tongues builds up your inner man. He who speaks in an unknown tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, says he edifies or builds himself up. It's my mind that prays and my, it's my, I'm sorry, my spirit that prays. My mind is unfruitful. Number three, praying in tongues keeps our prayers in line with God's will. Romans 8, 26 says, the spirit helps us, Romans 8, 26 now, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with, with, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, I've heard some people say, well, if it cannot be uttered, what are you uttering it for then? Well, if you go into the original languages there, it says more specifically, with groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. That's important. That's a good differentiation to, to note there. When we don't know how to pray, sometimes you're just in a situation you just don't know how to pray. You're like, oh, what do we do now? You know, 
You don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, and he shows us and leads us how to pray with groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech. So they're uttered in heavenly language. Your, Holy, your spirit is praying with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is one thing, an important thing to remember too, a point to make, and that is the Holy Spirit is the helper, not the doer. He's the helper. Remember, Jesus said, I will send you another helper. And the Holy Spirit's not the doer. He's the helper. He helps you. But see, what does Paul say? I will pray in the Spirit. See, it's not the Holy Spirit that prays for you. it's, It's you that prays with the help of the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit that prays. So when, when, uh, when we lay hands on you and, and you're, you want to receive your prayer language, don't sit there and go with your tongue hanging out like a dog. Don't do that because that's not, that's not what we're supposed to do. When you hear something in your, when you hear a phrase in your mind, when, you, when, you're, um, when we're praying for you, when you hear a phrase in your mind or you hear something out of your inner, out of your belly, Just speak that phrase out. It may sound like gibberish. It may sound foolish. And your mind's going to say, this is dumb. Let's get out of here. Let's go get pizza. That's what your mind's going to say. But you need to decide that you're going to follow your heart and your spirit and not just your mind. So when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us, and it helps us pray the will of God. The other thing praying in tongues does is it stimulates your faith. It causes your faith to grow. Jude 20 says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues helps us pray for the unknown like Merle talked about. We may not know why, but you pray in, pray in the Spirit until the burden's lifted. We have, my wife and I have had this. I can't even count the number of times my wife and I have been together. All of a sudden, one of us will wake up and we say, oh my gosh, we got to pray for and fill in the blanks with, for somebody. And I, I don't know what's going on. And so we'll just pray and we'll pray. And you pray until, okay, we're done. And we go back to sleep. And then we find out later that my nephew had been spinning out of control, almost got killed, rolled his truck four times and walked away uninjured at the exact time that we were praying on the Holy Spirit. Now, you know what? You can't make this stuff up. That actually happened. We had this burden, and we woke up at like 1.30 in the morning, and we didn't know what was going on. We prayed for like 10 minutes, and then we're like, oh, we can stop now. Okay, and then we find out like the next day that he had a really bad car accident or, and could have been killed, but I believe he was protected because of the intercession that was made for him when we didn't even know what we were praying. We didn't know. But yet, same thing as Pastor Merle had there. Helps us pray for the unknown. Praying in tongues brings a spiritual refreshing. If you're feeling dry, if you're feeling like, man, I don't know if I can keep going. You know what it says in Isaiah 28? With stammering lips and and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he has said, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. See, when you pray in the Spirit, your spirit gets refreshed. It's a refreshing. And you get done, and you're like, ah, man, that's better. It's almost like a cold drink of water, or it's like walking into an air-conditioned room after you've been working hard out in the hot sun. It's a refreshing, see? And that's what all the benefits of speaking in other tongues and, and praying in tongues 
um, praying in the Spirit. That's why we do it. That's not just the why, but that's the benefits of, of, of doing it. So um, we're going to take the next couple minutes here. And um, many, of, many of you already have received your prayer language. Many of you pray in, in the Spirit all the time. And um, many of you have probably prayed and maybe received when someone laid hands on you or had an experience at a camp sometime or, or something like that, but maybe you haven't um, spoken in tongues in a very long time. Maybe you've never received, even asked Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, or maybe you um, haven't spoken in tongues for a very long time. And I would just encourage you. We're going to open up the altars up here. And I would encourage you to come forward and expect God to meet you up here. Pastor Murrow, myself, and a few other people are going to be up here. And we're going to be here, and we're going to stay here until the last person has been, has been ministered to. We're going to be here for a while. What, what I'd like to do, though, is I'd like you to, if you would, if everybody would just stand with me just, just for a minute. This doesn't have to be spooky or weird. It's not spooky or weird. But I just really want, my heart's desire is that everybody receive this gift that God has for us. And it's, to me, praying in tongues was the X factor that pushed me over the edge in getting victory in my life. Okay? Let me just give you one quick example. When I was 22, that's when I, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, when I received my prayer language. I was still smoking cigarettes, and I'd quit smoking weed, but, I was, but I'd, I was still smoking cigarettes, even though I was saved, and I was trying to serve God, but I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of those things. And then as I prayed and said, God, I want to get rid of these things. I want to stop doing this. I, I want to I stop smoking. And God gave me an idea. He said, every time you feel like you got to have a cigarette, I want you to speak in tongues until you don't want a cigarette anymore. And that's how I quit smoking cigarettes. <laughs> every single time I felt like I wanted a cigarette, I would just start going, and after a little while, you know what? I forgot all about smoking a cigarette, and I never smoked another cigarette. It's been 36 years. I have never smoked a cigarette since. And I don't want one. Now they kind of irritate me. So my, my point is that it, it, what it does is it causes you to live out of your spirit instead of out of your flesh and out of your mind. It, it refocuses who's in charge of your life. Jesus is in charge of my life. And I encourage you to have Jesus in charge of your life. One of the ways that you can put him in charge of your life is just to be praying in the spirit on a regular basis. And if you, so if this is you, I want you to just to come up and line up front here. And we're going we're gonna to pray for each one of you. And we're going to join our faith with yours and, and release that gift in you and stir up that gift in you. And if you've, if you've either never spoken tongues or if you spoke in tongues once many long time ago but not for a very long time, just come up. We're going to reactivate that gift in you. Just come on forward even right now. And the rest of you, if you want to stay, great. If you got to go, go ahead. But at about 740, if you got kids, you should go get them. Um, right now, we're still okay. We're about 7.35, but um, we got a few minutes yet. But if that's you, don't, don't just stand there. I got one guy who's hungry over here. Um, and if anybody else that wants to receive their, their prayer language, we'd love to join our faith with yours. 